Welcome back to the podcast. This episode is the NRL Finals Week 2 preview. Really great in-depth uh, look at the two games this weekend. Obviously, the first one, Storm versus the Roosters. Second game, Warriors versus the Knights. Friday, Saturday games this week. Get around it. Luke from the Rugby League Lounge has joined me, so get around him as well, give him some love. If you haven't already, give us some love on social media as well. Uh, we're also available on Apple and Spotify, and if you want to watch the video version of this, YouTube as well. Enjoy the episode, and good luck for all the teams still ahead in finals week two. Welcome back to another podcast, another episode, finals week two review. Uh, got Luke once again from the Rugby League Lounge back, as I said, the collaboration of uh, us doing one every week of the finals. Hope you all enjoyed last week. It was quite good feedback. We're going to give it to you again. And if anything, we're going to go more in depth with these two games because there's only two games to look at this time. Um, and there's some massive prizes at play, massive stakes at play. It's all elimination footy from here on in, which we've seen from the weekend. Elimination just brings out either the best or the worst in teams. It's panic stations sometimes, but it's always good games. So it's really good footy and really looking forward to what this weekend's games have to, to play. Um, let's get straight into the first game, which is the Storm versus the Roosters. Storm finished third on the, the original ladder regular season. Roosters finished seventh uh, Friday, 7.50 p.m., Amy Park. Luke, obviously a Melbourne Storm supporter, but let me just quickly go over Rando's once again, random stats guy has produced some goods here with some stats, which really looking forward to getting into. Uh, for the Storm, the, uh, out of the 22 final series the Storm have played in, they have only been knocked out in straight sets once, which was 2013. So quite a good stat there for the Storm. The Roosters have lost all five games to top three opposition by an average margin of 24 points. So this year they're not they're not marking up well against the top three teams. The Storm have won seven of their last eight against the Roosters. Now, if the Roosters are to win, they have won three of their four finals games versus the Melbourne Storm, and the Storm have lost their last three finals games. So um, interesting stats there. Make of that what you will. Um, quickly, I'll ask you about those stats, Luke, and if any of them pop out to you. And I'll just bring up the team list as well for – um, obviously, any team changes? Oh, yeah, I think overall, um, look, I, I don't really want to look at stats anymore after last week when I was thinking about that Storm Broncos game. Um, all the stats are in the favor of the Storm, so let's throw them at the window, I reckon. Um, but no, it's always Rando's always got good insight, and it makes you probably sometimes, um, and you see why they are stats, they treat it in a certain way, so yeah, um. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. So I'm just thinking about, thinking. I'm still thinking about last week, Joel. To be honest, as a Storm fan, it's not what you asked me, but man, I, <laughs> I look ahead to this, this game, and I'm really feeling quite deflated after last week. I really do not know what to think. Yeah. All right. I'll quickly go through as I said, a bit more in depth. So those who haven't seen, I'll quickly go through the lineups for both teams. So the Storm, fullback number one, Nick Meany. Will Warbrick and Remus Smith comes in on the wing. Um, obviously a massive blow there, uh, but Remus Smith to step up in the place of Coates. Uh, Marion Save and Justin Olam is back as well, this new centre pairing. Uh, Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes are your halves. Uh, Tui Kamakamika, Harry Grant and Christian Walsh are your front row. Uh, Liero, Katoa, Josh King, your back row. 
Alex McDonald, Tom Eisenhurst, Nelson Asafa-Solomona, and Tarek Sims on the bench. A um, couple of notables on the extended bench, you've got Grant Anderson, Bronson uh, Garlic, Tepai Maroa, Tyron Wishart, and my guy, Sua Lavi Falogo, which we will get into. Uh, for the Roosters, obviously a lot of injuries here, so let's see how they're lining up. Um, James Lesko, fullback and the captain. The wingers, uh, Pauga and Paulo gets a call back up to the squad. Um, the centre pairing, uh, if you said this was going to be the semi-final centre pairing, I think you would would have been laughed all the way out of the room if you said this at the start of the year. Momorowski and Corey Allen. Uh, Luke Keery, Sam Walker, your halves. Fletcher Baker, Brandon Smith, Lindsay Collins, your front row. Uh, Wong was fantastic on the weekend, one of the players of the, the finals week one. Nat Butcher, Victor Radley. Your bench, Sandon Smith, Egan Butcher, Terrell May, and Angus Crichton. Hutchinson can't get a spoils on the extended bench, 18th man. Nathaniel White, uh, Zach Docker-Clay, Jake Turpin, and Nathan Brown can't get a look in as well. So a couple of big changes there, Luke. A lot of key ins and outs. As you said, the Roosters, probably the more depleted, but the Storm do have a couple, especially Coates, is a, is a massive loss. Yeah, it is. I think, like, you compare the losses and you think, obviously... You look at the Roosters and the losses are more significant. And it was obviously they got m- more as we just, you know, obviously Manu, we know what his impact is even at the centre position. But look, as much stick as Coates has got, I've really, he's been one of my favourite players to watch at the back half of the season. I think a lot to do with it is to see him finally grow. I think he was definitely getting this label as just the one guy that the Storm couldn't turn into that superstar. But he really has... Obviously, he's, his input, his output, I should say, has increased. But I think with the stats and that, you just see a bit more enjoyment out of him as well. And it's all about starting your sets well. And you see that awesome tries. But, yeah, I think there's that he is bringing the ball back with purpose now. And I think he brings a lot of energy. It's not quite the Fox levels at the moment. But I'd like him to become that kind of give us that same energy. And I, I, I do think there's a big loss. And... Um, Warbuck's great. Warbuck's been fantastic. But I think Coates is still our best winner. Um, and I think it is going to be a huge loss. And I think starting sets off on the right foot. Like, I don't know if it's going to be as significant as the others. Um, but, yeah, like at the end of the day, you, you want to get that momentum from your first tackle. And Coates can bring that. Yeah, I'm going to make a big statement here. And I want to know your your thoughts straight after what I've said. But... And you may have seen on the page a post that I put up yesterday about this, but Suolavi Logo for mine has to be in this side. Whether it's starting or on the bench, he has to be in the side. For mine, this is the reason why, because the Storm went into this final series with a plan for Ryan Pappenhausen to be that X factor coming off the bench providing spark. I think even though you've lost Pappy, which is a huge blow, not just for himself and the way the team wants to play, I think just for the team dynamics is a massive loss as well and the energy he brings for the team. You can still have that with what we've seen from Fayologo. For me personally, it was one of the best games I've seen from a youngster at Suncorp um, that last round. And I was against the weaker opposition, but I think he provides that spark that was initially wanted by the Storm and Craig Bellamy when they had Pappenhausen on the bench there. So I think personally he needs to at least be on the bench. I I, I could raise arguments to maybe even even start him, but I like what um I, I personally like what Meany has done and he deserves to start there. But 
I just think if the Storm are to not just win this game, but go deep into the finals and have a real shot at finals footing, I'm going to d- dig into this a bit deeper a bit, uh, in a bit, but I think they really need that X-Factor type player to spark their attack, which is for mine, hasn't been quite what we know it has been for the Storm uh, in in recent times, I guess. So what are your thoughts on on young Far Logo? Yeah, he or oh, that game that he played, I mean, that was fantastic. And I went back and watched some highlights of him. And, yeah, my jaw was just kept dropping to the floor. I'm still picking it back up. Um, it was interesting. I did see a take, and originally I disagreed with it in the sense that, at the end of the day, he only has played one game, and that's the fear. Like like you said, that was a game with not really any stakes. Well, no stakes at all against the more depleted team, as you pointed out. Like you said, though, the Storm attack is lost in, and they did plan to have bringing Sting off the bench and Pappy. Um, so I think I think they do need um, the young fella in there because, look, at the moment, the clear favourites are the Panthers. The I'd be very surprised if the Panthers Broncos don't want to comp, especially after that performance from the Storm. But yeah. if they can find something there, I think they need to play him. Um, yeah. They need to play him off the bench. I wouldn't go as far as to fullback. I did see some people say they would bring him at fullback. I think, yeah, heard one podcast and I was like, whoa, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. And like, I think because he would, there would, there is potential for him to be, get exposed. But I could definitely see him playing a peppy role. And I think, I think it's worth the risk because at the moment, it's not like they're on top. They're clear. You know, last week was a hiccup. I think last week was very concerning. Um, and that's why they need to do it because if they keep status quo, yeah, they will get bowed, bowed out. But I think in terms of uncovering something special, he, he's the best way to go about it. But off the beach, yeah. off the beach for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I like the fact that you can still play him at fullback if he's off the bench because what you could do is you could just see how the game's going. There's obviously um, Craig Bellamy has concerns over Justin Olam and, and probably Seve to a certain extent as well. It's just the center pairing all year hasn't been great for the storm. It's probably been their biggest weakness and there would obviously be concerns in a big game if they can be what they want to be. So you could watch that for the first 20. And if, if Bellamy's not happy, you could easily just bring fair logo on, go take him to fullback and move Meany into that center role, which I don't think he went too badly at yes, last week when he was put there, when Pabinazan originally came on for the period of time that he was there. So yeah. um, that's something I look at for Bellamy uh, into this, in this game. But the way, I, the way I like to look at it, like the bench at the moment has got four forwards. And I think for the quality that's on the bench, like Nelson Solomona for mine, uh, Eisenhut can pl- both play big minutes if needed. I look at Tarek Sims, and for mine, he hasn't been the player I thought he would have been this year. And I look at it, and I think, will the Storm, if the game's on the line or they need a spark, do you want Tarek Sims coming on, or do you want Fair Logo coming on, who could really provide that X factor and really spark him if they needed that spark with, what, 10, 15 minutes left in the game or 20 minutes in the game, and just that guy who could just come on. We've seen how freakish his talents are. I just feel like it's a big call, but I don't think you need the four forwards. Yeah, and I think you've got to do it this week. Like, say if we do roll yeah. past the Roosters, uh, you, you've got to ease them into it. Like, yeah, haven't got to be really unfair to them to say, oh, I didn't, you know, we we will need it against the Panthers, not against Roosters. No, you got to give them gate. you got to take that risk now, even though maybe you think four forwards this week might be more beneficial. 
Um, but like you said, I do think they need to have different players on the bench. And yeah, and I think we're seeing that more and more with different forms. We're seeing it at the rec level. We're seeing it at all levels now, just that having that utility there to spark things up. And like you said, just looking at the dynamic of the bench, it is interesting. Jack Sims, I, I do agree with you somewhat. There has been patches of him that I've been impressed with. I guess my expectations of Sims wouldn't, weren't too high, but I think he'd be the guy that, yeah, I think might be the one to drop out. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I, I do agree. I, and I, I do agree in the sense that I think he would actually potentially, like you said, maybe shift Meany to centre and play fullback as well. Um, mm. least time to focus, like maybe, yeah, because the other idea was, you know, bringing him on the middle and just, you know, just having basically five spine players in there, but I, I think you are right. I think that's an option as well, especially, like you said, the, the centre problems, Jeepers. Um, it's yes, concerning. Yes. And it's always has been a concern, but this year's really highlighted it. So, yeah, I hope – yeah, I do I do hope it's a move they make. Yeah. Look, I did say we're going to be a bit more in-depth with this one, so we're going to do things a little bit differently. Uh, I'm going to ask cool. you a couple of questions about the weaknesses and the strengths this week for, for both lineups and both sides for – either the year or what you think. So first up, Storm, I know you're a supporter. You might not want to say too much here and give too much away, but what's the weakness you're most concerned about leading into this game? Oh, the centres is up there. Um, yeah. The centres is definitely up there. And I honestly think I am concerned about a little bit of the form of our of our star players, but I actually think, you know, I don't want to give too much away for the Roosters, but you mentioned it last week about Munster. You mentioned it last week against Grant. I do wonder if, even though they weren't actually at their best during Origins, the Origin, but I do wonder if how much attention detail was put there. So I'm a little bit concerned about how our you know, big guns are running. I think Jerome Hughes has been fantastic. So, yeah. Oh, and honest, no, the biggest one, our forward pack. Like, just that go forward. It's getting exposed. I think if I look at it, maybe this week it's not. But if I'm looking forward, man, we we got yeah we got rolled over pretty easy last week. Um, I think the big one, but in terms of this matchup, I think it is the centres. But those others with the star players and the forwards, maybe next week if we get through. Yeah. But this week, I think our centres can be exposed. Yeah, I, I I do agree with that one. What else is? I put down the fatigue of your of your rep players, of your star players. I just seen that last week where it was a big yeah. game. And, yeah, and I'm slightly concerned with have they just played – we know they had the World Cup last year. They've had, as you said, origin campaigns. There's been probably two really big origin campaigns, for, especially the Queensland side of things the last probably two years, you could say, with Slater coming in. And we know probably the work they all would have done to, to get Queensland back on and, and stop any sort of – New South Wales um, winning streak happening. So I'm just, a, I've seen a couple of little things in the last few weeks where a lot of people are saying the storm, they don't lose like these big two, the two games in a row for big games and things like that. But it's a, we said, we, yeah, we sort of said that last week against the Broncos. And I said the Broncos are a different side. It's sort of the same way a little bit with the storm. It's, it's a different side to what we're used to with the storm. There is a little bit more chinks in the armor, even though that armor has been holding up so strong for so long. Um, yeah, I, I just think that fatigue factor might come into play. Weakness for the Roosters, what excites you leading into this as a Storm fan that you can think you can come out and exploit? I, I, I'll, I'll go I'll go, I'll go first and let you maybe come off this one and while you have a bit of a think. 
I got the back line, obviously. Um, if I'll go as far as saying if either just Manu was named and and played, even if he was on one leg, I would have been much more comfortable if I end up choosing the Roosters to win this game. I thought they'd just provide him that just a little bit more direction and just a bit more star power. And we've seen what he did on the weekend at Talakai on basically one leg. I thought he was giving bath for a lot of that game. So um, he's a really dangerous player. But just the fact that like the centers, Momorowski and Corey Allen have hardly played first grade this year. I think Momorowski's played two games and he's coming off a shoulder surgery. So um, really under strength sort of fit, um, NRL wise, it's not a great lead in for it. I don't think coach Robson, uh, Trent Robson would be too happy with, with, with this, but um, it is what it is, but that's definitely the weakness for mine that the storm can exploit that. As we said, their, their back line hasn't been too great either. So it'd be interesting if this is a game they can use to get some confidence. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. I'll probably kind of roll off that same point. You've looked at it kind of like the tactic side of it, but I'm probably looking at the same vein of what you were thinking about, more the mental side of thinking about um, the key players. Look, look at Kerry and Walker, just the inconsistency of playing together um, and Kerry's form and how Walker's been dealt with and Teddy's drop-off as well. Um, and I think he just carried a bigger load as well. And those players, I've been impressed with how they've been able to fill in. Um, kind of does remind me of when the Roosters, I think they bowed out against the uh, Manly Seagulls when Sam Walker, I think that was Sam Walker's first um, season. It was quite impressive in a way, but I think that's a bit different in the sense that, like, I just don't trust them backing up again, especially after only winning by one and actually having a really good, valiant effort against the Sharks. It's just not trusting those players and, you know, and it's just they just not battle hardened as such. So yeah, going off what you're saying, but looking at that as well, just haven't had the legs underneath them. And you can probably say the same about some of the Storm players as well. But I think we've got more of that nucleus there in my eyes. And um, just I think you know talent doesn't always prevail, as we know. But I think it's yeah, I, I don't think there's anything in particular that really would doesn't threaten me as a Storm fan um like a normal rooster size would but if you had the manus in there or suali you get them on their best night and you know that that you know since since the hair's kind of <laughs> tingling a little bit but no um yeah just just the lack of big games for me for the, for the from their fringe players yeah what about the strength for the storm then for this game uh strength from the storm well we talked we did talk about those those players, how they are fatigued, but they are quality players. Like on their day, they're top five, top ten players. Um, and I do think, like here, yeah, we mentioned that Nelson last week came off the bench too. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It's an they're two interesting lineups, eh, Joel? Like just thinking about like what they could have been at the start of the season. Um, because yeah. I, I just want to say we've got more strike power, and I guess you know we've we've touched on these stars, but look, like you think, oh, there's an Xavier Coates. Oh wait, no, he's there. Oh, there's a Pappy off the bench. Oh no, not there. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting. They're pretty like even though the Storm are less depleted, we do we still lack strike. What I will say though is um, I do think that. I do think that Jerome Hughes is on at the moment. I think Jerome Hughes is probably the form player out of all of us, and I think I think he is going to get the best out of um, Kartawa. And when we, I do think we're going to get more go for than last week, and that's when Hughes is at his best. That's when Matsu is best. So I think we've got enough go forward. 
for our stars to flourish. And I, I think Jerome Hughes will be, if if we win, I think he will be um, have a big say in it. Yeah, I've get, got down here, uh, Amy Park. I feel like Amy yeah. Park is a massive factor in this game, and the fact Storm gets to go back there play play at home in the second week of, of finals is huge, and it's such it's been such a graveyard for so many teams for so long, and we've also seen some classic games there in the, over the time as well, and the Stormers always find ways to win at home, and that's a huge one to to have an understrength Rooster side go down there and. It's quite daunting. Uh, we know that just for even regular season games, but for a finals, we're going to hear that cowbell. We're going to see all the the flags, the streamers and everything. It's going to be a fantastic sort of atmosphere. And, um, yeah, I, I think the home ground advantage is absolutely huge for this game. Your strength for the Roosters, what worries you? Oh, probably, probably, and I look individually. Um, look, oh, actually, no, I will, won't go individually because we might talk about X-Factor soon, but... I think that they have been good in that wins, man. And, like, I just don't want to be on the other side of that. I think someone did throw out a stat about their goal line defense being one of the best in the comp since whatever date it was. And that caught me off a bit off guard. Um, and I've been thinking that there a bit. So, you know, I always think of bogey teams for us as the Raiders and the Sharks because they are able just to kind of make it ugly and, Look, the Roosters are more known from the Sombrero <laughs> paying their players that Richie. But I think there's an underbelly there of that grit and grind. Like, not many teams can go back to back. Like, yes, Panthers did it, you know, two years going on now. Um, but until the Roosters did it, it was, what, Raiders back in 1993, 1994. And you need to be tough to do that. And I think, like I mentioned before, when they, you know, did quite well with Sam Walker, as their main man with the play team, there's a bit of toughness there, so they can grit out a win. We have had their number, but I think I think when it comes in the finals footy, yeah, it doesn't matter too much. And yeah, I, they've been impressed with the way they've grinded out victories, so that that scares me about them. They're not going to be pushed over, that's for sure. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I've got. I've got their never give up attitude at the moment. The fact that they love to be in that dog fight, it seems to suit them more and more. I feel like their forward pack has really stood up, which is interesting because, as you said, it's probably for a Storm fan, their weakness at the moment is their forward pack. And the fact, I think, last week, not even one of their forwards got over 100 metres, which is quite concerning, especially on that big stage, that big level where it's always, we all know, the forwards win matches in these sorts of um, arenas. So... Um, yeah, that, that's my one. And the interesting stat, as you sort of was was leading to, was I think it's they've only conceded an on average 12 points in the last five or six weeks, the Roosters. So it's not just the fact that they needed to win these games. It's the fact they're mm. able to defend it and defend their line. And it's been really good to watch if you're a Roosters fan. And it, we all know finals footy is, is a funny game. It can often be... I know the market at the moment has the Storm heavily favourites, but I'm starting to see this game a lot differently than than that, which we'll, we'll get into. But you mentioned it, player uh, to watch out for in this game. Uh, I've gone Harry Grant purely off the fact that we mentioned that he's the the rep player, the, one of the star players. He has looked a little bit fatigued last week, especially. But if we know Harry Grant, uh, which we personally don't, but we, we know him at a footy level and as a footy player, that would have burned him, I reckon, all week. The fact that he was... It's fair to say he was outplayed by by Billy Walters, which no disrespect to Billy Walters, he he was on the front foot a lot of that game, but that's something Harry Grant won't won't be liking, and he's coming up against his old foe, his his nemesis at, at club level in Brandon Smith, who was always nipping at his heels for a number of years there after Cam Smith retired. 
Um, really looking forward to seeing what Harry Grant has to say about the outcome of this game. And if the Storm are to win it, I've got no doubt Harry Grant's in probably the top three players of the, of the game. Yeah, going off subject completely here, Joel, but I wish I planted my flag on the flag a bit more on Billy Walters. I've always liked him. And when he was not playing too well, I was like, I kind of like him and he wasn't playing well. Um, but I wish I, I wish I shouted the trees now because he's been playing fantastic. But anywho, I had my chance to put you know put him in, you know, promote him there, but I didn't. So, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, James Tedesco for me. Um, I think I was tossing up um, him or Harry, so thank you for that. Because I think with Harry, he can win you a game. Like, he is so scary, but he can also lose you a game because sometimes he plays too fast and others can't keep up with him. With Teddy, um, you know, I think I want to touch on just that charge down last week. You know, he cares. He really does. And we have touched on this Storm team is depleted. He will know that. He will be inspiring the boys. Him and Trent Robinson will know that. And obviously, we know that Teddy can still produce big games, okay? We might not consider him as the best fullback in the world anymore. But in terms of being able to crank out 200 metres, being able to crank out close to 10 line breaks, he can still do that. And, um, you know, he might not be able to do that at a consistent level. But I don't, even though he had gutsy levels last week, he didn't really have to quite dig into those great Teddy performances. So I think there is that potential that he's able to get one. And, yeah, he, he arguably is the second-best fullback of the modern era um, in terms of, like, a specialist fullback. And might be past his prime, but, you know, there's still it's still within him. So that scares me for him, uh, for, for a Storms fan, I should say. Um, yeah, I think he's still got – he's still a very classy player. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. I think he's been fantastic the last few weeks and led led uh, a captain's knock in, in probably the last four or five games for the Roosters. Prediction for this one, who wins and why? Yeah, I, I do think, I do think that maybe it is a very close game, um, but it might kind of, it, it will turn to, yeah, kind of, I'm, I'm sitting between that like 12-point, 16-point scoreline, you know, for the, for the Storm. I think maybe it'll be it'll be one in the last twenty minutes, and Storm might just be a bit too powerful. Always have that buffer. So, look, I'm the optimistic optimist here. Um, we're going to go Storm thirteen plus. Um, no surprises. Um, yeah, I just just like I said, I just think we will be able to stay with them. I think you brought up a good point. Just being at home, um, and I think the Roosters will probably just pay the price for leave, leaving their run too late um, and probably playing too many big games. And I just see Jerome Hughes probably being the guy that really I can, I think out of all the spine players at the moment, I feel so probably you can trust him the most out of any spine player in this game at the moment. And I'm just glad he's on our side. So yeah, I'll give me the Storm 13 plus. Yeah, I'm, I've got the Storm as well in a very, very tight affair. I've got them 1 to 12. I think the Roosters have the, the, all their big, name players are seeming to step up at the moment and play at their high level needed. So we've got the Tedesco, has got the Sam Walkers. Kiri's even doing his job really well. Um, I know there's mm-hmm. been a lot of criticism of him to maybe go to like look at Super League or something like that or retire with his body, but he's been doing his job really well. Uh, players like Lindsay Collins as well. Brandon Smith even turned a corner. He's been re- really, really good the last few weeks, actually. Uh, and, and obviously Victor Radley as well. So their big name players are, are there and, um, I think we'll make sure that the Roosters are in this right to the to the sirens. So Storm 1 to 12. 
Now, the bigger the big game as well, the, the other game of the week, Warriors who finished fourth, the Knights fifth, Saturday 405, Go Media Stadium uh, in New Zealand, in Auckland. I cannot wait for this one. This will be a, a blackout scenario. There'll be fans jumping out of the woodworks to watch this and at the game. Um, look, I've got the stats again from Random Stats Guy. So for the Knights to win won their last 10 games and are gunning for a club record 11 straight wins. So it's been a massive winning streak for the Newcastle Knights. And I think they'd give up all those wins to make sure they win this one. The Knights have won all three games by 13 plus without Jackson Hastings this season. So even though he's been a key man for the Knights, it seems to somehow click maybe a bit better without him there. And maybe that means Ponga gets the ball a bit more and things like that. Who knows? We'll, we'll see how that plays out for the Warriors. They have won an 80 at, uh, they have won an 80% win record uh, at home. So they have an 80% win, win record. They have won 12 of their last 14 games versus the Knights at go media stadium. Mm-hmm. The Knights have only won one of their five games coming off a six-day turnaround. So slightly smaller turnaround for the Knights. We've got to remember that. Um, for the lineups, the Warriors, uh, Charnsy Goodclockstad fullback, uh, Dallin Wateni Zelezniak and Marcelo Montoya on the wings, Rocco Berry, Adam Pompey on the, in the centres, Tamari Martin, Sean Johnson is back names and starting at halfback, Aiden Fanel Blake, Wade Egan, Mitchell Barnett, is your front row, Ford, Nia Cora, Tohu Harris is your back row, Dylan Walker on the bench, Tavanga, Bailey Sirenen, and Josh Curran. Uh, Freddie Lussick doesn't get names. He's actually 18th man this week. Uh, so that's a, a Bundy Afoa, a couple of the big names there, uh, Tom Alley as well. For the Knights, Caelan Ponga fullback, Dom Young and Marzu on the wings, Gagai Best are your centres, Tyson Gamble and Adam Clune has won the, the halfback spot. Uh, Jacob Saifidi and Croslin and Lee Thompson are your front rowers. Tyson Frizzell, Dylan Lucas gets the second row spot. Obviously a big loss there with Fitzgibbon. Uh, mm. Adam Elliott is your lock. Kurt Mann, Daniel Saifidi on the bench. Uh, Jack Hetherington and Matthew Croker. Uh, Brady Jones, Tuali, Lachlan Miller are, your, are all on your extended benches there. So, um Big ins and big outs as well uh, for both sides there. Obviously, the biggest one is Sean Johnson um, being named and be, uh, playing, it looks like, by all reports. Um, I heard a sneaky thing. It was last week, so it doesn't really – but I did hear last week the injury was worse than first thought, but it looks like um, later on it's been told that he would have played if it was a Sunday game. So who knows? You don't know what to believe these days. But general thoughts on this one, Luke? Oh, I've changed my mind about 50 times in this game. Um, I was pretty yeah. strong on one way, um, and I think I'll probably stick with that way. But um, I'm really looking forward to this game, actually. Um, obviously, being in New Zealand, and um, I have a lot of friends that, funny this job, they weren't really Warriors fans last year, but they seem to be no. now. And I wonder why. Um, but there is, there, honestly, there is a vibe now, and it is great. Um you know, and obviously I'm, I'm trying my best to stay loyal, but I will throw a couple up the wires up there. But I think a lot of a lot of me is, I guess, less looking at it in terms of X's and O's, but it's just great to see. And I kind of touched it last week when the Knights hosted, but two two teams that really deserve a bit of success. And um, I think there's definitely a, a vibe around them, um, and it's really cool seeing them together. And it's actually interesting, it'd be interesting if you've got any thoughts of, being around people and seeing if there's 
there's anyone that's really, you know, kind of banning to give it to for one team to win or they want the, you know, if they want the Warriors to get up or the Knights. But obviously you're on the Gold Coast area, so it might be just a couple mutuals watching. But um, obviously it's pretty strong here. But I do find myself liking the Knights. And and in terms of just talent-wise, yeah, they're, they're pretty even on paper. The Warriors are probably a bit bigger favourites than I, I thought. But... Yeah. I'm just excited, like I said, because there's something about these teams. They're teams that are easy to kind of get around at the moment. Yeah. It's um, it's sort of one of those games where I think for neutral fans, this was the – both sides were the ones you're probably gunning for. So one of them are going to get mm. – uh, obviously lose. They'll be on Mad Monday, so that's a bit disappointing. But it's a cracking game. I think both teams – one thing I say on this one, I think both teams are going to die wandering. So they will throw the footy around. They will try and score some points. It'll be a really, really entertaining game and a lot different to their f- the first game, uh, the Storm versus Roosters, who will be really grindy. This one will be really out there and they'll play a lot of football, I feel like. Um, I, I'm th- There's definitely way, a way I am leaning for this game now. I'm a bit like you. I was sort of tossing and turning, but um, we'll talk about things like the weakness for the Warriors uh, what do you got for that one? Because I've got an interesting one here. I've got the the atmosphere, uh, which I feel like can be a bit of a detriment to some teams at times because we know how big it's going to be. The Warriors have a lot of players where this is their first final series. Uh, they're young or they're inexperienced or they haven't played much finals footy at all. Uh, to go to your home where there's going to be, what, 20, 25,000, 30,000, however many fits there at Mount Smart, but it's going to be a huge state uh, atmosphere. It's going to be rocking. That can sometimes be intimidating for for a lot of players, and it can also it can sometimes take away from their energy a lot, at the nervousness. So I think that's something that they really need to make sure they manage quite well, especially when they get to the ground and in the lead up to it, and not just sap their energy before they actually kick the football off. Yeah, I think a big weakness for me is, I think that's a really good point too, but it just seems to be a bit of a momentum kind of halt at the moment. I think um, they were winning games, but they weren't too convincing. We've got Johnson that's obviously coming back from injury, and we don't know how, how he's going to pull up, if he's going to be 100%. I doubt that he actually is going to be 100%. You've got Tamari Martin, who was your first choice option, but he's come back, and I think Metcalf was really kicking on. So there's probably a couple of things where, like, they're – you know, they're not really peaking. I don't think it's the, been the best version of the Warriors. Um, I think there's potential this could bring it out of them. Being at, like, like you said, let's look at the opposite. Like being at home, you read out those stats at the start. Um, also, just just being that maybe the final footies as is, is them. And also, Sean Johnson has turned the leaf this season. Or, you know, he's not found his old form. He's found the best form of his career. Does he even show another wrinkle to his game? But, um. I do, I do think just I am worried about the couple of momentum stoppers for them um, just because, yeah, their form hasn't been great. Um, and, yeah, just the heart, a lot with the half combo combos as well. So just don't think we're probably getting the things heading, trending towards the best Warriors team that we could. Yep. Uh, weakness for the Knights. I've got the come down factor from last week. We've seen how good that atmosphere was for Newcastle and, just how much it may have taken out of the players. We've obviously seen it would go to extra time as well. And just a roller coaster of emotions the players would have gone through for the probably the week leading up to it, what they've probably gone through this week as well. We've seen footage, everyone's behind the bus when it's leaving, things like that. And 
as we sort of said with the Warriors, it can get a bit fatiguing, but it's sort of the fact that they were up so much for that game and, and it was at home and it was one of those slugfests. I think a lot of people didn't predict that, that the Raiders would have been easy fodder, but it wasn't the case. And that's something to watch out for if I'm Newcastle, just the fact that how do they manage this now for, for this week? I basically would tell them just to chill out. You don't really need to do much training. We know what we're going to do. Let's just get make sure we get there full of energy when we need to be, and let's go. Yeah, rolling off that completely, Joel, like I think. And even though I do like their – they are quite – like I think we touched last week, uh, all their best bet, best bets in particular kind of – or their bets, I should say, are hitting their peak form. So they do have well-roundedness, but at the end of the day, they do involve around certain individuals, obviously Ponga, um, and then you've got the big white, like Saifidi there in the middle as well. So – even though, yeah, they've got a lot of talent around, they do have a lot of focus on obviously one particular individual. So, yeah, look if it, if and we we talked about last week how he, you know, we've got this Haynes sense about him, this Barber sense about him that, you know, he's he's just going to be able to carry his team on the on the um on the back of his shoulders, I should say. But what they didn't experience was probably the toughest game as he's experienced, and the reality is he's he's going to have to do this four times over, you know, um, and it's just going to get harder, harder and harder. So, yeah, I do I do agree in that sense. And I think ultimately, like, it's, it's Ponga is going to be the one that kind of has to keep his head up high. And I think as soon as his head drops, I think it's going to affect the whole morale of the team. And look, if he does that, I put nothing against Ponga. He's been sensational. And I think it will just be, yeah, it will just be like a yeah expected thing to happen. We just don't know when that's going to happen yet. Yep, definitely. The strength in, uh, for the Warriors uh, for this game, I've actually got the atmosphere as well uh, because it can also be the, right. the polar opposite. So um, a lot of players can actually, especially if they score early and keep the crowd involved, this is the key with this one. We seen it last week where the Raiders were able to shut out the Knights crowd for a lot of that game because of just how they turned around that first try they conceded and just had the momentum and probably could have led up more than they, than they did actually. But um a lot of people can feed off. A lot of players can feed off the atmosphere as well. It can do give you that extra lift. Um, so that's the, for my. It's a, it's an interesting one because it look. It sounds like and it is. It, it can be a fifty fifty with the atmosphere. It can go either way, and uh, it's definitely for minor strength as well. Hundred mm. percent. I think for me, it's how they're able to generate attack with their forwards. I think obviously just getting that go forward with Anthony or Blake, who I think it's pretty clear that if you're taking that pain, Haas has been the form front row um, of the competition. Um, you know, oh, I should be interested to see how he does toll, uh, pull up in the Delhi M's. Not saying he's going to win it, but I think he will creep up there. Um, and I think so you're getting that go forward. You're also getting the weapons that um, you're able to get off um, that Sean Johnson's able to utilise with um, the Corday and obviously Jackson Ford, who's been one of the more underrated buyers of the season. And I think the most important, factor there and actually i'll remember to bring up this other name before uh, after this one is tohu harris you know he's obviously the leader but yeah ball playing locks we, we we hear all about him and it's no surprise we've got isaiah yo top of the top of the comp for so many years and we look at nathan clear but isaiah yo is key on that changing the direction of attack and just gives him that that ability to get the get out get that ball out swiftly and uh swiftly because it engages the forwards quite early in Toe Harris is just sensational. And arguably actually is actually the best at ball playing if we talk about current form. Um but I think part of that fallback too is Wade Egan. He's been fantastic. 
Um, he's taken advantage of what the forwards have given them. So I've really been impressed on the platform, the opportunities that the forwards have given the Warriors and probably a bit more, um, there's just probably a bit more variety there. Well, I think it's pretty clear. There's a bit more variety there in comparison to the Knights. Yeah. The strength for, for the Newcastle Knights for this one, and it's easy to just say Kalen Ponga and just how good he is going because he seriously is just going that good. And without him, I don't know if they've won half the games that they have this year. And um, I thought he was remarkable last weekend. But for mine, it's the fact that they're going there, no pressure at all. They're, they're going to get there. Everyone's talking about the Warriors, how good it is for them to be back at home and the finals and how good the Warriors have been going, how good their coach is going. We're hearing if Sean Johnson's going to play. To be honest, this week there hasn't actually been much talk at all about the Newcastle Knights, and it was like they had their turn last week. So anything that happens after this, after last week, is a bonus in in a way for the Newcastle Knights, and that's really dangerous. I feel like for the Warriors because we've mentioned the atmosphere, the pressure that they'll be under for this weekend to make sure they do get up at home. After the season they've had, I would personally hate to see them go out in straight sets. I'd still say it was a successful year, but you just hate to see it. And you'd probably feel like, in a way, some of the players and the coaching staff are thinking that as well. So the fact that the Knights are there, they're all together, they're on a camp mentality now, they've already boarded the plane, they're over in New Zealand, they get a few days together, and there's, to be honest, there is no pressure at all. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, it's funny, I, I wanna, what, I, what I'm going to go with, but I might push back on myself too, is just that confidence that they do have, and especially after coming back and just the way they're able to to still back themselves fling that wide you know see those raw athletic abilities of the likes of your Dominic Young system full flight Dane Gagai returning to you know what we know Dane Gagai can do but then you go back oh but then they did concede a couple tries but they ended up getting that goal and point victory as well so yeah I think I think there's this youthful confidence about them there's obviously they're on that 10, um, 10 match winning streak. And um, I think also like little things like uh, I think they're enjoying playing together. I think Dom Young's one where I think a hindsight here, I, I, I wonder if Dom Young makes that same decision to leave to the Roosters. And I think that kind of sets opportunity. Look, I, I we won't want to talk about this next year, I guess, but I wonder if there's a little bit of a feeling like, Oh, not that this year's our only chance, but man, we've got we've got something good here, and it's yeah, we, we're going to be losing a valuable piece here in Dom Young, and you know we we don't know if Crossland's going to be hooked again. Not so, like Jane Bradley could easily, you know, grab that spot, but I think they realise that it's there's something in the air in Newcastle, and I think that that probably confidence might be the best way to sum it up. Yeah. What about your, your player to watch out for in this one? I've got Sean Johnson. Um, firstly, because of the fact that we need to make sure he plays. There's a still yeah. speculation that, that we've got to make sure his injury is fine and he does get on the football field. If he does end up playing, which I think there's a, probably a 90% chance at the moment he does play. So he's just got to – last weekend, I don't think their loss to Penrith was as bad as the scoreline suggested. All they missed was Sean Johnson, basically, the way he – uh, basically conducts the side kicking game and controls the side with the way he plays and just having him on the field with the way he's playing this year will just give those players all around him that extra confidence going, all right, uh, SJ's on here, SJ's here, he's next to me, he's calling the shots, he knows what to do in these situations, these scenarios. So, yeah, Sean Johnson for mine. Uh, Tyson Gamble for me. 
I think um, each, you know, I think he was arguably a thing in a lot of people's team of the week for the best number six um, out of finals week one. Um, you know, he was not in my probably team at the start of the season. Um, but, yeah, he's not just – he is he's producing really high quality football. And I think when Hastings come off, you know, he, he was really a huge part of why they were able to – to kind of, he was able to steer the ship and get them back into it. And, you know, I think he's got this, I think he says some comments. He, he's confident in that sense. He's obviously made some mistakes along the way. But um, just like Josh Reynolds, I don't know, this comparison has been made. He's a bit of a grub and he's a bit of a pest. But, hey, if your team's winning and you're able to put that energy and it's paying off, sometimes, you know, and I think like I look at a person like, like Heffrington, he can sometimes get that negative energy and it ends up being a detriment to his team. Um, but I think Gamble's got that right mix at the moment, plus his footy's backing it up. So, look, and you got, you've got you um, got – he's going to go over to enemy territory and he is not going to give a flying fill in the blanks. Um, and I yeah. think – and just and he is able to back it up now, where in the past I don't think he was quite able to back it up. So, yeah, I'm really yeah. interested to see if he's – who – He's going to get under the skin off this game. Yeah, exactly. What are your prediction to win and margin? Got the Knights. Going with the Knights. Backing my guts here. I um, have floated it out to a few of my mates. Um, have I been met with some pretty nasty looks? Yes, yes I have. Um <laughs> Look, I think one reason I do want to hesitate is I really, I know I touched on Toru House and AF Neil Blake. I do think that they have a key say in this one. But ultimately, look, for me with the Knights, I've just got a sense of it. And I, I want to keep it really simple, actually. They have been playing better footy than the Warriors. They are on a 10-game winning streak. Look, obviously I had my Storm lenses on last week. The Broncos have been playing better than the Storm. And um, maybe maybe you can say there's a stretch there, maybe Storm, um, and you put in the finals account. But the Warriors do not have that final legacy like the Storm. Um, so I think it might come down to playing better, better footy. Um, there are concerns there because they have come off a brutal game. But also, the Warriors are not rolling off any good momentum as well so yeah i think they're playing better footy and i think it's just as simple as that i don't want to overlook this one no that's all right i've got the i've got the warriors i know there are a lot of fairy tales in rugby league don't come true but we hopefully this one it does and just in terms of the fact that they do get rewarded for a lot of the what has happened with the warriors over the last few years we all know about it i just would love to see them get this get this victory at home the massive crowd um up the wires, I say, Warriors 1-12. to 12. Uh, It will be a close one, as I said, but it will be a high-scoring close one, I feel like. It's going to be one of those 28 to bloody 32 score lines or something like that, one of those really high, entertaining games. So, honestly, cannot wait for this one. And uh, that's all we've got time for. So, Luke, once again, thank you. Rugby League Lounge, please go ahead, give him some love uh, on social media accounts. Uh, everything basically get in touch with him as well if, if you have any questions. Um, but that's it. One final thing, up the wires. Uh, appreciate all the lo uh, love and support. We're, we're continuing to get on the channel. Um, being massive, uh, really, really do appreciate everything that you guys are doing. Even little shares in the comments do mean a lot. Um, and, yeah, I hope you enjoy this one. I hope Please give us some um, 
reviews on this one as well. Get in touch with both pages and let us know how you feel about the more in-depth uh, look. It might be something we do a bit more of next year as well and really digging behind the scenes and, and looking at things. So really do appreciate the feedback. It's been a quality podcast, a lot of in-depth things. So enjoy finals week two. I know me and Luke will, and Luke will probably be watching the first game very, very nervous. Enjoy. Cool.